Welcome to another episode of the Real Energy Podcast. On today's episode, we are going to continue our discussion about anxiety and depression. For our new users and listeners, we apologize this first audio. It's not the best, but I hope you take away from the message itself and not pay attention to the sound quality, which will definitely improve in our future episodes. Hope you enjoy. I should have been on 200. Right. But they got to start somewhere. Yeah. So she's like, listen, one pill a day is 50 milligrams, and it'll take a month, and we'll gradually get to 150. So after January, okay, I'm taking it for a month. It's February. I can feel taking the 50 milligrams in those 30 days when it kicked in that I'm able to sleep. I didn't have to drink Benadryl no more. Mm. So now I'm feeling optimistic. Now, what is it? Your mind just slowing down? That's what yes. it is. Basically, you taking words right out of my mouth. Or so, either it, it does something to your dopamine. It, so it says it, so yeah, off, serotonin calms your brain down. That's yeah. exactly Flood. what it does. Or flight. So <laughs> after uh, after thirty days, I hit her up. She's like, "Yo, how's it going?" I said, "Yeah, I can sleep better." But I said, "But I'm still stiff. I'm still can't move." You know, I didn't understand that. She says, "All right, let's take it to a This was the day after Valentine's Day. So I'm taking 100 milligrams now for about a week, two weeks. And we were talking about this on the way to mm-hmm. me and Haran and Keith. And I said, well, blew my mind. It was a Sunday morning. Uh, I'm a barber. I've been cutting hair for 32 years. Mm-hmm. So in my apartment. No, you're so a- what I got clippers and all kinds of stuff on my countertops at home. And I got up that Sunday morning and I'm feeling optimistic. I'm like, okay, cool. Little did I know I'm getting ready to go down the darkest hole of a bit yeah. because it was already rooted in me. I walk in the kitchen to get something to drink that morning. I look at my countertop and I couldn't remember what these clippers were called. I right, hold on, hold on. This is while you're on Zolo? Yeah. I have been on Zolo he for about a little bit. This is my second week of taking 100 milligrams. Okay. So I'm looking at the clippers. I couldn't remember. I didn't really think much. And I was like, how are these things called again? So I went back to my bedroom. And I sleep with a humidifier. The humidifier burnt, motor burnt out, so I had to throw it away. And I looked at the humidifier, and I couldn't figure out what the name of it was. But did you know what it was? No. No, he didn't know. I didn't know. By the way, he wasn't saying he didn't know the name of the Clippers. He didn't know what they, they were called. Clippers. clippers. But you she knew what they were used for. No. No. You didn't know no. what they were used for. No. no. You had no idea what they were used for. When he told you the and, story. In context. This man has been cutting hair for right. Many. Exactly. I said when thirty-two he, years. When he told me the story, we sat in the bar. When he told me the story, he's like, he's holding a pair of clippers. I'm looking at the clippers, going, "What are these? What so is you this forgot for? what you did. Yeah, I you, had no clue. You, you, could you remember that you were a barber? No, he wasn't. Or you weren't even thinking about it. You weren't that, that, that far ahead. What happened was the humidifier situation. When I couldn't remember what it was called. Why is it here? That's when I felt the rush from my stomach to my. Heart. It's almost like that. And, I, and my, my heart said, pop! The panic attack. And then I felt like my motor skills went. And I was having a full-blown panic attack, but I didn't know it. I thought I was having a heart attack. Yeah. So I'm walking around. I'm frantically going through my apartment. I'm grabbing my phone because I was losing my mind. I had to figure out what these things were called. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what even type. I didn't know what to do. So I jumped in my car. Drove from Alexandria straight up Route 7 mm-hmm. to Kaiser. And Tyson's. Yes. That's a far drive. When I got to Seven Corners, mm-hmm. and I know folks listening to this, unless you're from the DMV, Shout y'all know out what to this is. <laughs> <laughs> but literally, 
anybody who knows that seven corners area is a mess up yeah, right yes. there. I'm I'm in my car. I'm I'm literally bugged out. It's, what's going on? Get me out of here! I'm freaked out. I get to Tyson. I'm running. I'm having a heart attack. Please help me. I'm dying. Xanax. So they rush me in. EKG me, put you know, IV in me. About an hour and a half later, come to him, groggy. Doctor walks in and says, "Mr. Pierce, how you feel? Uh, you're not having a heart attack. All your vitals check out fine." So she says, uh, "What were you doing prior to?" And I told her that this story. She says, "Ah, that was the trigger." I said, "Trigger for what? You just had a panic attack." Oh Lord, have mercy! No, you're, I'm gonna that, stop you. I'm gonna stop you right there, dude. You just hit on something. That. I have gone to Fairfax Hospital three times. Dog, I've walked to and Fairfax I, Hospital. I went in because I felt like I was having an heart attack. No, no, they, they, put the, they put the EKG machine on me and they told me, You're fine. You're fine. Well, guess what? I was like, hold on, hold on, Dude, hold on, I feel like I was having a heart attack. Hold on. That's a panic what, what were you doing? Before right. I can't even remember the situation then, but I'm just I'm just saying you so just you hit have, on you just really advice. you just really you but, just really hit on something for me Patrick, that Patrick. just hit me that said I went into the hospital because I felt like I I, I was having a heart attack and they said nothing was wrong with me. Boom, Patrick, maybe inform me that you have. No, this is therapy. To go back to what Tina said, he's been a barber for 32 years. I just want y'all to think about this in a different point of view, right? We know you love to cut hair. Yeah. Because my dad's one of his favorite customers. <laughs> but you never, my point of saying this is the thing that you don't think can trigger you can be your biggest yeah, trigger. trigger. Yeah. Ah, damn, well, hold on real quick. So the moral of the story is, I'll let you uh, say what you got to say, Ken. When your nervous system shuts offline, and I told y'all body physically stuff, one of the first things, and you can look this up, this is not Chris talking, this is what I learned. One of the first things to go is your memory. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You have memory loss when your nervous system goes off. That also and that's that also might be a protection factor too. It is. It absolutely. It is. Because you won't need to forget some things. It is. I'll tell you I ain't gonna tell you all why, but you know why. Oh yeah, no question. But it's funny, I wanted to say Patrick. Oh Keith, please tell us why. No, you said <laughs> I got some really big news, guys. I got some good. I can't talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, not going in depth. Y'all know the military and places, and we all live in that area. Everybody thinks it's great. You know, you've been you've been in some situations. You've been through some situations. You have no idea that you you, you think, oh hell, I'm I'm great. And this, look at me, I'm calm. And this, no, you're not. You just train yourself to deal with a high risk situation for no Pretty reason. Much. Is it military now? Uh. Am I what would you say? No, no, I'm just saying that you trade yourself into. All right, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you a great scenario because I, I, I haven't thought about it. You're 18 years old. Uh, you're they've gone through six months of training. You're kill, kill, kill. You know all that stuff, right? And then you go to jump school. All right, you don't learn to jump on airplanes. Height, claustrophobia, stuff you got. I'm never dealt with. I'm in a plane with 90, 90 other dudes. We're jumping eight at a time. So mind you, we're, I'm one of the last people to jump. We're, we're going around this airfield, jumping eight people at a time, nine of us, right? First time, uh, my, 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 my best friend in the military, actually one of my best friends, he had never, I, like, we're, we're getting ready to jump and everything. Now, you want to talk about people not knowing what Pantech is? Well, I'm sitting in this plane. My heart is racing. I'm sweating like a pig. <laughs> um, now, did you have somebody tied to your back? No. Or my, you were tied to somebody else's back? No, my, my, you were my, solo. 
Yeah. You're solo. You're, okay. you're just, you're just with the first time jumping. You were solo. Yeah. Yeah, that's scary. So, uh, my my best friend, we, we, we finally got ready to jump, and we're, our chalk is cold. We stand up, and start walk towards the door, and we know we're going through all the jump commands. Just stand up, and hook up, and check equipment, and everything. The jump man. Now, mind you, the one of the words, you're in a plane. Y'all have all been in a plane. That was a nice, quiet ride, right? No big deal. Never thought about anything. Never seen, you know. You ain't never felt up to that. You're about 1,200 feet, and they open that door. <laughs> that sound, that of the air coming out, like, it's soul sucking. <laughs> it's so, because you're in a plane. Right, right. You're not used to it, you know. And you got to jump out of this. Right. So, by yourself. Yeah, well, there's eight of us, but I'm just doing it. <laughs> no, but, you're, yeah, but yeah. you are by yourself. Yeah. There's nobody. You can't call nothing so, so, together. Uh, we're walking. I'm the last guy of, of the eight. walking toward the thing. Jump messed up. He's hanging out the door. You know, oh, 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 you know and you're like, okay. I'm going to get the... Do you know, that again? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a different kind of sound to me. <laughs> <laughs> Jump master was freaky. Yeah, <laughs> um, you come in, you know, you get the one minute signal, right? My friend turned, my boy turns and goes. Now, mind you, we met at basic, we met at the very first night of basic training. And we've been bumped next to each other for almost like uh, eight months now. Uh, we're just, we're tight, right? This bastard turns to me and he goes, <laughs> man, I ain't never been on a plane before. What the fuck? <laughs> you ain't, how did you get to base? He was in Jacksonville, Florida. They put him on a bus to uh, Georgia where we went to base training. He had <laughs> never been on a plane before. Did he make it? So, now you're talking about anxiety. The reason why I'm bringing the story is right there. You don't realize I'm, I'm, I'm at the highest state of fight or flight you've ever been at in your life before. But I, besides the maybe combat, getting shot at out on the street or something like that, you're at the highest state of it. And the person in front of you says, uh, "I ain't never gonna play before." Well, you leaving this motherfucker today? By hook or by cook, you leaving this motherfucker. I'll tell you what, the worst thing is having an anxiety attack when you're on edibles. Well, that's, I don't that's, that's, I don't that's, that's a different kind of problem. So you're you're, tri- you're trippy. All right, so let's let's talk about this, right? Because I think y'all mentioned this a couple of times. Keith mentioned this a couple of times. Fight or flight. What the hell does that mean? It's it's, it's almost like a a piggyback of what he said about how your memory gets gone when you get to that. So your body, everybody, even even if you're an animal, we are all built for fight or flight. We either going to fight our way out this, we're going to fight our way out, or we get in the hell out. Those are your only two options. You know what I'm saying? You know what? I'll give you a a really simple thing. A horror movie, right? Every horror movie that we see, y'all know this. It's always a bunch of kids. Something happens. All the black kids run the hell out. They out of there. They're gone. <laughs> Sally, let's the white kids are like, the let's just right. That's them. That's them. Then their fight. They're gonna like, oh, let's see what's going on. Let's fight it out. And we're like, no, no, we're out. So Sally. that we are flying and they are fighting. Sally. That's what happens. That's Those people love it. No, that's true. I, I have a coworker. She hangs by herself all the time, and I'm like, what's gonna happen? She's like, but I'll, I'll die doing what I love. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's like the people who climb, like free climb, like what the. It's to one extreme or the other. I, I don't have people have a get a true high of rush and adrenaline rush from doing stuff like that. Yeah. Or you're panicking and you're fear of. This is on the back end of this. Like I know for myself, when I went through all this, all these years of it, that I know a lot of years when I was self medicating or whatever you want to call it, I was looking or putting myself in situations to. To get that that uh, chemical, whether it's dopamine or I can't remember the chemical, serotonin. Um, serotonin that uh, 
like a high risk situation. That was the only place I could get it from. Uh, the rush, the danger, yeah. or, or, or so. Were you self medicating because you didn't know? No, I didn't know because once again, as as black men were taught, I never wrong with you, you know. And and, and you got to think too. At that point in my life, you now deployed, jump out of airplanes, bad situations throughout the, you know, not 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 you know, not that I'm you know gangster or like that, but we've all had some. Very hairy situations. Do y'all remember the first time? Uh, not to cut you off. Do y'all mm-hmm. remember the first time Bobby DJ up at Uno? The first yeah, shout out to yeah, the first one when everybody came. When everybody that was awesome. Came, I still right? miss that. Andrea was there. Vernon was there. Yeah. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah, on, yeah. The, on the patio. Yeah. And Pat came. Pat O'Brien. Yeah, exactly. Yes. All right. So what y'all don't know is I was at the height of. My stress level. Right. Oh wow! My mm. neck, my neck. I, I had to pull up. Cause me and Andrea, Carla, are very tight. Right. So I pulled. Shout out to my cousin. Yeah, I pulled her to the side. And I said, I'm, I'm not well. And my neck was so swollen that I couldn't, I couldn't move it. Right? Really? Yeah. It, nobody. No. Moved. Yeah, I, I knew, I knew because I had. I uh, came to the barber shop probably about a month ago. Yes, right. Prior to that, and then you and I had a side we conversation. Yeah, we had a side we had a side conversation. Haran, so, yeah, go ahead. Haran, on our way here, we were talking about this, and everybody oh. knows I'm a singer, right? Outside of barbering, singing is what I do. That's my gift. I know I can do it well. Do, a, do a note. Do a note. I am a mountain. I am a tall tree. Whoa, I am the swift wind. Sweep in the country. There you go. So, so real quick, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you props on that. You know why? And I wanted you to do that because the last time we met, we met up. You said it. you and you tried and you tried and I couldn't to, do it. And you tried to to belt out a note and you couldn't, couldn't do it. Do it. And right. I said, and I said, and I'll tell you. You know, Haran and I were thinking whether or not you were going to come this week. And yeah. I told Haran, I said, man, I wish he does come. Because this is going to be cathartic, good for him. Very cathartic. And I am proud of you, brother. Thank I you, love man. you. I love you. Because you, 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 just, you just broke a barrier right there. I did. And you just broke a barrier. You know, you know what's crazy? We were talking about this, Pat. And I'm glad you said it because I'm still not 100%. What people got to understand is when the nervous system goes offline... And it's trying to basically repopulate itself. You know, I got to come all the way back. It takes time. Yeah. It's computer. You so, so far, I've been going through this process of my system getting back to 100 mm-hmm. for a year and a half. My best friend said it's going to take two years, which was a little depressing. And mm-hmm. what's, here's, what's, here's the trap that I need folks to, to really understand. I'm gonna make two points, and I'll shut up. The first point is the first point is having anxiety, stress, and when it reaches that level that we're talking about, you are trapped in your own mind. Ooh, you better preach on that. Preach on that. Say that one more time. Say that one more day. When you reach the certain level where you're having anxiety attacks and and your stress level, my belly is showing. It it gets that, (laughs) and it gets that hot. You are trapped in your own mind. 
Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Real Energy Podcast. Remember to follow us on social media, Patrick at PTouch23, Haran at Haran, H-I-R-A-N-1972, Keith at Airborne Soldier 32, Tanya, Tough as Tanya, Stephanie, VA.Girls with a Z, Rock 23, and Patricia, Galaxy DeFillis, F-E-L-L-I-S, all on IG. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Real Energy Podcast. Peace.